This is WLNZ Lansing. You're listening to LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. To find out more about LCC Connect programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Hey, hey, hey. This is Lisa A., and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. Today's star is a person who's been around LCC for about 20 years. He always has a smile on his face and willing to lend a helping hand. He's a native of North Carolina, been living in Michigan for almost 27 years. He was one of the people who trained me to be an advisor. He has style out of this world. A student one day asked me who he was because his style was just so chilled. He has major swag. Are you curious? All right, drum roll, please. Today on Who's That Star, we have Alan Soros. <laughs> yeah. That is some serious applause. That's Maybe right. the most applause I've ever gotten <laughs> for any event in my life. Hey, hey, you deserve it, Alan. Welcome. And I'm so glad you had the opportunity today to come on Who's That Star. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Yeah, it's good to be here. I appreciate you having me. So, Alan, let's jump right in. Tell me what you do here at LCC. Okay, I work over in the student affairs area, and I work as an academic advisor. And um, really what advising does is we just kind of work with students on their goals, uh, academic goals, life goals. And usually what I end up telling students, especially in that first meeting, is I want to know where you want to be. And then we kind of backtrack from there, from where you are, and try to find the best path to get you there. All right. Yeah. I wonder, do you work with any specific population in advising? Yeah, I work with a lot of transfer students. So uh, associate in arts, associate in science students, and and then I work with a lot of the sports teams. So I've worked with, with volleyball players for, for years and years now, and I also work with track and cross country and baseball players. So how do you find that you get along with that population? I mean, that's interesting. It's all these athletes that you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it, it, it's actually it's actually pretty cool. I grew up playing, you know, like a lot of little kids. Just my life kind of revolved around sports when I was little. So uh, and then all through high school and I still try to stay active. And, and so I, you know, I find myself at volleyball games and that sort of thing. So I, I, I you support the students. Yeah. So I see a lot of, I see a lot of myself in them when they were, you know, 18, 19 years old, which is kind of cool. Cause I know one of your hobbies, you run. Yeah. 
And so I bet that makes it a lot of relatable, I guess, to you and the runners. What is the cross country team yeah. and yeah. men and women? Men and women cross country team. And and for for a handful of years, I actually coached high school cross country and track. Really? Uh, yeah. When um when I first moved up here, I worked uh, over at Waverly High School back in the let's see, 95 through 2000. And I coached cross country in the fall and track in the spring. And I was in grad school and I was also working another job. Didn't I uh, know that? You didn't? No, No. I I did. So a lot of times, I don't know that that the cross country uh, kids know that either. So when I start talking to them about training and how many miles you're getting in and that sort of thing, they, you can kind of, they look at me like, hey, this guy's asking me questions that I should probably have good answers to. So yeah, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. And I think that you can give them, you know, that work-life balance too. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to train, but you also have to study because you are a student athlete. And so I think that someone having the experience and the background and what they're interested in, it really does make a difference. I'm not advising any cross-country team because <laughs> I'm not running <laughs> cross-country anywhere, but I definitely think that it does make a difference when you are able to relate to your students. So, Alan, tell me a little bit about your advising philosophy. I know you said you like to kind of work backwards yeah. how did you come up with that philosophy yeah I, I I think sometimes and maybe this is just myself and I think I've probably read and heard some some speakers about it as well but I, I have this idea that you, you you don't really know um where you don't really know how to go somewhere unless you know where you're going so it's kind of like even you know if you're going to drive from here to there you need to know where the there is so I'll, I'll ask students you know what do you see yourself doing where are you thinking about going and that kind of provides me with a better view of maybe the best way to help support them to get there and um, and so I think students a lot of times kind of respond to that and I'm, when it comes to student dialogue you know and having those conversations with students I'm usually pretty relaxed and I just kind of let them you know see what sort of style or conversation they might feel comfortable having so I think that's one of your best um, characteristics is that you are so chill you're relaxed you know you make people feel comfortable and I think that's a good thing because a lot of times students come in with different concerns and when they get an opportunity to see you and work with you you put them at ease and so I think that's a great thing and you do a great job and I say that because you trained me so (laughs) I have to say that I'm Learn from the best. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I do too. Thank you because I've yeah. been here now for 10 <laughs> years and I owe a lot of that to you. So I appreciate right, yeah. you. We're glad you're here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how LCC helped you grow as a person because you said you've been here about 20 years. Yeah, I just I'm in my 20th year right now, really, which is which is kind of crazy because because when you look back on everything that's gone on in your personal life or your work life or the life of the world or the society we live in there's a lot a lot has happened in in 20 years um so but but lcc itself i I just i enjoy so much the people i work with and it's it's always been a very supportive place and uh and i've enjoyed students um you know over the last 20 years i you know i suspect maybe i've seen you know, kids of students that I may have worked with some other time. And, um, and, uh, so it's, it, it's, it's kind of cool. And, and, and the diversity of the students and the demographic of students that we have is something that I appreciate. And, and, um, and I learn as much being here, uh, honestly, I think as students do from us in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, I know. Um, a lot of times people don't really realize how their work environment 
plays a role in their life. Mm -hmm. And you've been here for 20 years. So you've raised your child working because Berkeley was born when you were working at LCC? No, she was, let's see, she was about two because she's 22 now. So she was, I mean, she was, you know, she was pretty, pretty new on the scene when I started working here. So, but, but everybody in our office, she's, she's known since she could just barely walk really. So yeah, Berkeley is uh, our advising child. Um, (laughs) We are so proud of her. Um, she's about to graduate, isn't she? Yeah, she's actually graduating um, in May. I think uh, as of tomorrow, I'll be able to say next month. But she's graduating from from uh, MSU in May with with two degrees, actually. So she's yeah, she's done a lot of cool stuff. So can you pump her up? With what are the two degrees, please? <laughs> she's one degree. She's uh, she's in the residential college uh, in the arts and humanities. So she's going to have uh, one degree in arts and humanities, and her second degree is in history. So she's really into to museum studies and, and, and research and curation and that sort of thing. So that's kind of what her plans are. Yeah, I really enjoyed getting the opportunity to meet Berkeley. Um, Berkeley just has the best personality as well as your wife, Angel. <laughs> Thank you. I love um, having the opportunity to just get to know them. Yeah. That's the one thing that I like about LCC. We do we're family, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we care about each other and we get an opportunity to learn about one another's lives and passions. And your family is a, a major passion for you. Yeah, and you yeah. are an active father and participate a lot in your child life. So yeah, I think I that's something that I admired about you. Well, thank you. They're, they're, they're great. Both of them are great. And, you know, strong, independent women. And, and they've helped me see things through eyes that most most, you know, males might not other have that, uh, might not otherwise have that opportunity to see through. So, so yeah, we have a lot of, we've always had a lot of good conversations and they're, they're both pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have to, I say you did a good job (laughs) on that. Sure. So you said that you came to Lansing, what, 27 years ago? Yeah. Let's see. We moved, we moved up here in 1995 from North Carolina. And then, uh, and then we just, we moved up here for school. And, and we often thought, I always like to tell people that, that when we first moved up, we thought, okay, we, we, we had no intentions of staying, but we had no intentions of leaving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, we were fortunate enough that we met a lot of cool people, a lot of, a lot of friends that we're still friends with today. We, we literally met people the first month we lived here that we've seen in the last month or so over at their house and that sort of thing. So that's, so that's pretty cool. So we've, we've been very fortunate and, and we love, we love the area we live in and school district that our daughter went to and also it's it's been very it's been a very uh it's been a blessing for us really so another passion that i know and that i think is really interesting is your love of music yeah. tell us a little bit about that yeah it's 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 kind of funny um i've always been into music and i've always listened to a lot of different kinds of music over the years um in some ways i've all i've always kind of come back to the same sorts of genres in the last 40 plus 45 plus years of my life but but yeah I was the kid that sat in his room and and would stare at album covers and would memorize all the liner notes and everything and and listen to it and my parents would beat on the wall and tell me to turn it down and that sort of thing so uh so yeah music has always kind of been um been you know this sort of primary driving force and in life and in a lot of my interests and and that sort of thing but you particularly 
like certain groups, right? Yeah. Like you like those small, like those not known yeah. groups, and then you follow them yeah. until they are like famous. How many of those have yeah. happened? You think? I, I don't know. I mean, I've uh, Berkeley and I once saw a show in a in a little small place in Ann Arbor called the Ark. And, um, and we saw a band and it was, it was Jason Isbell who used to be in a band called the drive by truckers. And, and at the time the place sits seats like, you know, 400 people. And, you know, we were there and I was really excited to be there cause you know, he's always been one of my favorite artists. And then, you know, a handful of years later, I think he's won maybe four Grammys and is selling out arenas and, you know, maybe not arena arenas, but, but much bigger rooms playing, you know, the Ryman and places like that. So there's, there've been a lot of, of, of those sorts of bands that I've kind of tried to stay clued into early on. And then they kind of grow and, and, and kind of expand from there. So it's, it's pretty cool, but, but yeah, a lot of kind of rock alt, alt rock stuff, some folk, some, you know, kind of, um, um, uh, Americana, more more country type stuff too. So. Yeah, because you you and Angel have different uh, genres of music that we you do. like. Yeah, because Angel is a '90s lady. She likes yeah. to sing all the '90s songs yeah. and things like that. So she, she likes a lot of that. She likes a lot of the '80s stuff. She's kind of gotten uh, kind of into a lot more lately of of maybe uh, some of the bands that she really uh, appeals to, or some of the some of the more kind of goth rock stuff out of out of you know london from you know 80s type 80s type goth stuff which is which is cool and they've got a lot of those bands have this really kind of cool sound to them so yeah we've always got music on in our house it seems like so did you get that from your parents yeah that, that's actually a good question i don't really think about it that much but i do remember um hearing music from my bedroom when I would wake up in the morning and my mom always had a radio station on and I can actually remember hearing like, you know, a, even a bass groove. Cause that was all that comes through the wall. And I can remember listening and, and kind of trying to predict what song it was just from, you know, the late seventies and, uh, that, that mom might be listening to it at the time, but, but mom was more into like, uh, Eagles, beach boys, those sorts of 60s, 70s kinds of sounds. My dad was a little bit more into like a, a lot of um, a lot of the old school country stuff okay. from the 50s, 60s. And uh, and so it was a good blend. And I'm not lying. I still listen to some of those same bands today. Yeah, our parents yeah. just have a major influence on our music. Yeah. And I was wondering, you coming from North Carolina, mm-hmm. and the, then the music that you like now, if that was influenced from your parents or not, or you just kind of just struck out on your own and yeah. found your own identity. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure that it was. I'm sure that it was. And uh, and my mom got, my mom was, was kind of funny. She got pretty cool the older I got. And I moved out. And next thing I know, she and my cousin are going to see the, the, the Rolling Stones. And and <laughs> she's off to see, you know, all these other bands. And, and she was always, you know, kind of into music. But she wasn't necessarily hanging out at the rock shows. Like, who is this lady? <laughs> yeah, and I do remember thinking, who is this lady? So, uh, so it was cool. I was... I was happy for her. Well, one of the another great thing that I like about you, Alan, is that your sense of humor. Thank you. You come off with <laughs> a lot of good one-liners, <laughs> and I really think that you're hilarious. And when we have our staff meetings and different things, I may not look at you, or I may look <laughs> at you. It depends on if I want to smirk or not. But um, where do you think you get your sense of humor from? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I think 
I mean, my dad was a little on the funny side. He always had some kind of good lines here and there. My mom was a little bit more reserved. So maybe a little bit from dad. I think a lot of it probably just comes to from from reading and watching shows and listening to, you know, interviews. And, and uh, you know, I guess I guess from my lines, you know, none of them are, are scripted. Usually the scripted jokes are the ones that don't go over so well. Yeah. You know, it's just off the top of your head kind of line. So I think, I think I've always kind of admired those folks who, because I'm not really like that, but I've always kind of admired the folks who you know are good just you know they just stand up and start talking and and they're they're engaging and they're funny and that sort of thing so um uh, you know maybe it's just from reading and listening to and watching things over the years and that that kind of humor that I might identify with a little bit more than others yeah I definitely think um students should come in and get a chance to talk with you and not trying to put you on the spot or anything yeah, and don't expect him to come out, hey, with a comedy show. But yeah, I think if that. you get a chance to know him, you definitely will find the humor that he has to share. Um, I have one more question. Sure. And I wanted to know, what is your, mon- your, like your mantra, your motto? What would you say represents you? Yeah, I'm... I think that's a good question. I, there are probably a couple of couple of ideas come to mind right away that I, I think having a, a a healthy perspective on life is is just crucial. And um, and you know, understanding that we all have challenges and we all have struggles and we've all been through various uh, you know degrees of situations or, or events in our life and. Uh, and always just still having a healthy perspective that that I heard somebody not long ago say, what was the quote? The quote was something like, you know, your your worst day on your planet is is someone else's dream somewhere in the world okay. is, is having that day and that opportunity that you may have had that resulted in not a great day. But other people in other parts of the world would 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 love to be able to have been in that position that you were in on that day. And, and that kind of, and I think, I honestly think I heard a coach say that during the NCAA basketball tournament after his team lost. And, uh, and that really hit me. And I thought, you know, that's, that's, a, that's, that's kind of what I try to think of when I think of, you know, kind of maintaining a, a perspective on life and, and understanding that we never know what other folks are going through, being patient with folks, even when maybe they don't, deserve our patience or, or whatever and right. you know, something's going on yeah and in and, and empathy I think I think that's what's missing in a lot of the a lot of the parts of the world and even in our own society so well Alan I'm so glad yeah. that you came today yeah. to be a part of who's that star I want to thank you for spending time with us and I'm so glad that our audience got a chance to learn about you and how cool you are and the care that you have for the students at LCC. I just want to say you are a great co-worker, a great team player, and someone who's always willing to give a helping hand. Yeah, so well, thanks, thank Lisa. I, I appreciate you having me. It's I, I enjoy what we have going on over in our office. It's a good, it's a good thing. It is. You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star? and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out who's that star. Keep connected with LCC Connect at lccconnect.org. 
LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Lansing Community College welcomes transfer students. Transfer students may apply transfer credits towards their LCC degree, certificate, or transfer program. Learn more at lcc.edu slash you belong. Laura, that was an amazing meal. The guys really went to town on that leg of lamb. Yeah, thanks, Amy. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. It's hard to believe how much you and Jim have done with the house in such a short amount of time. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, we love it too. And the kids are really thriving in school here. But... But what? Something's wrong. I know you too well. Jim's company is cutting his salary, and he may even get laid off. He doesn't think we'll be able to afford the mortgage. Oh, Laura. You know what? My cousin Susan and her husband were in a similar situation, but they got some terrific advice for free from a housing counselor from the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. You need to be careful who you can trust these days with so many so-called mortgage consultants out there. The NFCC is nonprofit and has been around for more than 50 years. If you think you're in danger of foreclosure, call the NFCC today at 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. That's mortgagehelpnow.org a public service from the NFCC. Lansing Community College's massage program is accepting clients for the spring semester 2022 massage clinic. The massage clinic is open to the public and provides an opportunity for the students of the massage program to gain valuable client experience. Relaxation massages and therapeutic massages are both available for a nominal fee. Visit lcc.edu and search massage for more information. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. You're listening to Art Happens Here, the podcast that explores the often curious and occasionally amazing art installations on, in, and around the campuses of Lansing Community College. I'm your host, Bruce Mackley. It's early March of 2017 and it's raining. I'm headed to work at Lansing Community College's downtown campus. At the time, my role was as creative director and I was involved in various campus beautification projects. They were all different. I'm using the word work lightly, but I'll get back to that later. I get a call and was asked how quickly I could mock up some design ideas for this thing that was recently donated to the college. I'm already on the highway, so I may as well proceed to our west campus to check it out. That's where it was. The thing in question was a retired, decommissioned manufacturing robotic arm. Very unique, very singular in its presence. Uh, let's see if I can describe this thing. It was about nine feet tall, you know, with the, the orange paint, the, the do not get near me orange paint. It was old. I mean, it was, uh, it had almost a uh, retro 50s futuristic vibe, if you know what I'm saying. Whatever it did, Nobody knew. I mean, the end of it, the, the tip of the arm had been um, taken off. So there it sat. Uh, the intent was for this object to become an art object representative of the college's technical expertise in an artistic way, kind of a beacon to uh, reside outside the doorway of our brand new Center for Manufacturing Excellence, which is um, it's a multi-million dollar robotics training facility at LCC West. The only one of its kind in the Midwest, I understood, at the time. 
I think back to a former life in the uh, late 80s as a line worker in Lansing's Fisher Body Plant. I was an automotive coach builder for General Motors. My first encounter with manufacturing robots was at a section of the line known as the Spider Assembly. There were eight welding robots, four situated on each side of the assembly line. The car chassis would come through and stop, and each arm would dart around and quickly and precisely join its designated seams with welds. Each frame took, um, I, don't, I don't think they took more than 30 seconds each. It was amazing. I can remember the sound of multiple hydraulics and the snapping and crackling of the welding, and the smell of grease and scorched metal. For whatever reason, there wasn't much lighting other than, you know, the showers of sparks coming off the things. Um, there was yellow painted warning lines on the floor to keep the humans clear of the action. Well, and at a distance at any rate, the entire production resembled an enormous upside down mechanical spider. At that time, it looked like something out of a science fiction movie. Anyway, the machine I was standing in front of at West seemed categorically different than what I remembered from the welding bots. I mean, I suppose if they fed one steroids or something, you know, we'd get this, but who knows what it did. At any rate, I took some pictures, uh, headed back, took some pictures of the outside of the CME, and I mocked up what this might turn into. For as long as I can remember, I've been infatuated with the Tron movies. You know, first the, the first Tron in the 1980s and then the reboot. Mainly for the design, because I'm a sucker for keen art direction, and there was nothing else like it. And I thought, given the lines of our, our, our giant beast, maybe some of that could be translated graphically to this thing. I mocked something up, it went over okay, and the next phase was to figure out how to do it. Every one of these projects had a different flair, different expectations, different challenges. It was at once exciting and frightening. I always went back to one of my standout quotes, argue for your limitations and you get to keep them. So we had to figure this out. And the first thing was to remediate that hideous orange paint. It looked like it had been through a war. There was a company that we used at the time. Um, they helped us out with several, several uh, projects on campus that were specialists at doing this. Uh, the facility was like, I mean, amazing facility for paint and refinishing and so on. So two and a half tons of robotic arm got loaded on a flatbed truck with a crane off it went. You know, there were things that they had to do to it. Uh, first thing first, they had to weld the joints together. They didn't want it to articulate anymore. It had to be a sculpture, a solid sculpture. And next was to, to drain it. I mean, there was grease and oil seeping out of this thing. I still don't know how they did it. I mean, imagine having to do that to clean it up, to get it prepped for paint. They suspended it, bead blasted it down to the metal, primed it, and applied the most amazing, beautiful, deep blue metallic paint. Clear coat, I mean, just stunning, this midnight blue, right? I mean, the day came when the paint cured and I had, at the time, while the painting was going on, I was um, designing the graphics, you know, and what were the graphics gonna be? Kicked around the idea of using fluorescent paint, you know, and stent, you know, frisk it and airbrushing this thing, and. You know, I didn't want to put a knife on any of that, uh, that clear coat finish and disturb it. What we figured was appliques, stickers. Uh, but then again, Michigan's weather, you know, the freeze and thaw cycle and the heat and the, and the cold. How long would these things last if we went that route? Well, one of our, our other vendors, uh, a display company, uh, recommended this uh, material from 3M. It was top drawer. It was industrial strength, reflective adhesive vinyl. And it was a real deal. I mean, um, white, it had like a, a metal flake in it, a white flake in it. Um, our goal was for this thing to just light up anytime headlights hit it out in the parking lot. 
So while the beast was being painted, I, um, I was designing graphics in Adobe Illustrator on you know, a computer, the line work, and took the file, had the uh, graphics converted to for a plotter that trimmed those shapes out of the white 3M material. So I had a few sheets of these things, and they looked like odd shapes, donuts and hot dogs and weird lines and everything that I had designed according to the various services on the, on the arm, on the robotic arm. Uh, next step was uh, the best, uh, the funnest. It was me uh, on the floor, you know, three days on a filthy garage floor applying stickers to a giant robotic arm. I was a blast, I will not kid you. I mean, I, at one point I stopped and I said, I'm actually getting paid to do this. This is work, you know? What that process reminded me of was, um, you know, as a kid, you know, you put together these models, you know, cars or planes or whatnot, you know, the, the plastic models you glue together. And the best part, for me, the best part was putting the stickers on at the end. There was something ceremonial about it, right? And uh, that's what this reminded me of, but on a much, obviously a much grander scale. Got to know a lot of the guys at this, at this shop, and they were, uh, started out pretty concerned that I'd mess up their paint job. But uh, after a couple days, they, they saw the direction I was going in. And it really took on, took on some personality, and it turned out okay. It was installed, the flatbed truck came back with the crane, and there were hooks built into this beast to lift it. Not surprisingly, how else are you gonna get it around? Out at west, in front of the CME, a pedestal was poured, a big circular pedestal, and power was brought in. An important note to make was what to put on the end of this thing. All this while, there were faculty and staff members at our technical careers division who were designing and fabricating a claw with a lightsaber, or an approximation of a lightsaber. You're familiar with the Star Wars franchise, who isn't? You know, something from my original mock-up. They built this thing, they ran conduit through the arm. Um, the claw itself was machined from a single piece of aluminum, block of aluminum. Really cool. I mean, to have these tools, creatively speaking, at your disposal, it just, um, it's mind-bending, the you know, possibilities, right? So they were working on that. Uh, they had um, a long rod of polycarbonate, hollow polycarbonate, with, uh, they installed LEDs, and uh, that was installed on the tip of the arm, and the conduit was run through the machine, down through the, uh, the port pedestal. So, yeah, it's there. You know, they bolted it down, uh, it lights up. Yeah, at night it's lit up, and you walk by it, and you can't not look at it. it there's something, it's something uniquely weird about it, and it was it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. That was five years ago, and uh, I was out there just last week. I enrolled for a creative welding class. Amazing facility, by the way. And um, I thought, oh, check this out. I walked up to it because I was curious. I wanted to see if the stickers had started cracking or whatever. Nope. Still looked like new. The stuff was outperforming everything, and it was uh, definitely the right way to go. So um, if you're ever on West Campus, uh, check it out. Tron meets the Iron Giant. If you want to check out what I've been talking about, just visit this episode at lccconnect.org. Edwin Land once said, Industry is best at the intersection of science and art. Art Happens Here is a production of LCC Connect. Thanks for lending us your imagination. Featuring the staff, faculty, students, and others that helped to make Lansing's Premier College what it is today. 
you're listening to LCC Connect. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Lansing Community College students now have the option to go beyond an associate degree through LCC's University Center. The University Center is a partnership between LCC and five four-year universities. Located on LCC's downtown campus, these universities offer junior and senior level courses, leading to more than 30 bachelor's degrees, several post-baccalaureate certificates, and options to obtain a master's degree. Current and former LCC students can take advantage of the convenient location at the corner of Capitol Avenue and Shiawassee Street on LCC's downtown campus. Find out more about the University Center, visit lcc.edu. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. We but mirror the world. All the tendencies present in the outer world are to be found within us. If we change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. This paraphrased quote from Mahatma Gandhi is the basis of the program you are about to hear. I'm Dedalian, and this is Shining Stars, a program dedicated to searching out and bringing attention to individuals and organizations that are fostering positive change within our community and within our world. Thank you for joining me here on Shining Stars. With me in the studio is someone that I have actually known for a very, very long time. And ever since I've known him, he has always been involved with helping to create and organize different events. Uh, in fact, if you've ever attended most any music-based event, especially, or maybe a festival here in mid-Michigan area, very likely that uh, he has somehow been involved with it in some sort of way. Uh, beyond the many hats that he wears for festivals and events, he is also the founder of an event known as the Music Instrument Swap. Now, this, this event actually turned in and became something else. Uh, the, it was created for musicians to go in, buy, sell, and trade equipment at the event, but now the concept is transformed into a local retail store as well. Uh, not only is uh, somebody that I've known for a long time, but also a very good friend. His name is Sean Van Steelen. Welcome to the show, Sean. Dedalian, thank you for having me on the show today. This is very cool. It's one of those things where it's like I, when I actually uh, approached you about coming into the show, it, it's kind of weird because we've been friends for so long. Like I remember back in high school that it seemed like uh, you were very involved in uh, the talent shows that we did. Sure, sure. Talent uh, shows, drama club. We did all that stuff back in the day. So. And it was one of those things where it seems to have migrated into what you do. And and I always joke about it that you need to get paid, but <laughs> but you you don't typically get paid. Well, like most great artists, as we know, uh, most great artists don't get paid. Um, but you know, we do it because we love to do it. Um, you know, and I love that you do it. Uh, in fact, uh, there are other people that love that you do it. Uh, you recently got the Volunteer of the Year. Uh, for what, 2022 from the Grand Ledge Chamber of Commerce? Uh, actually, it was 2021, I think. It was 2021. Oh, it was 2021. Yeah, it okay. was 2021. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually based in 2019, but it had to get, or 2020, it had to get pushed to the next year. Uh, I was I was super happy to get it. Uh, I've been doing stuff in Grand Ledge for probably close to 14, 15 years. Uh, we do a ton of stuff in Grand Ledge. Uh, you, along with me, uh, the Grand Ledge parades. We do almost every parade in Grand Ledge. We right, do, right. Uh, Yankee Doodle Days. We do... Uh, 
the new beer fest. We started that one as well, too. Yes, I, I do very often get volunteered for some of your events, don't it's I? It's funny, funny how that works out, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's kind of funny how that works out. But that's the story of my life. I mean, everything I've done is all about uh, relationships and, and good friends. There's none of this stuff I could do uh, without having uh, really good friends. And that's, uh, that's how we've been able to do all this stuff. So. And it seems like Grand Ledge has kind of become your second home in a way. Yeah. Well, as some people know, we grew up in Mason and right. I actually live in Holt. But uh, yeah, I do an absolute ton of stuff in Grand Ledge. But the good thing now is I'm starting to branch out. So uh, Delta Township, helping out Delta Township with some uh, events they've got coming on. And then the amazing city of Lansing for the last three years, we've been helping those guys out as well. So we're definitely branching out. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Grand Ledge Music in the Park. That's kind of where like it seems like you all of a sudden decided you were going to be doing all these different types of events. Tell me about the Grand Ledge Music in the Park. When does it happen? Uh, and of course, I believe we had to have a little bit of a pause one year. Is that is that correct? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. Had, we had a little bit of a pause, so we, we were, had to take a 2020 off. We had to take 2020 off. Uh, we kind of came back. Uh, Coming back strong this year, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. What, what's the, what, what year do we call this? Oh, uh, jeez. We think it's somewhere around the 13th year is what okay. we're thinking. Uh, Grand Ledge Music in the Park, it was started by myself and my good friend, Elsa. CC's own Michael Fredericks. Right, right. Uh, two of us started it many, and many Michael years Fredericks, ago. Michael Fredericks. A lot of people don't know that uh, he's the bass player in uh, the band Global Village. He is the uh, bass player for and the uh, and the founding member of Global Village. So he's uh, absolutely amazing. And uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Grand Ledge uh, Music in the Park uh, going to be starting out uh, towards the end of June. We're going to be doing nine shows this summer. Uh, for me, uh, I feel like I have an incredible lineup uh, in Grand Ledge. Uh, we're starting out with a three minute a tenor. Uh, we've got um, bands like there's some new bands. You got uh, the Frog King coming this year, right? Uh, the Frog King is All one right. of my favorites. Explain to people what the Frog King is, because as much as I, I get it now, I didn't understand what this was. And this the, the guy is phenomenal. He is. He is He's fun to watch. And, and I didn't realize I didn't I didn't know how to explain it in the beginning. But the Frog King is actually a tribute to Neil Diamond. Mm -hmm. And we've done a lot of tribute things over the years. But so far, that has been one of my favorite shows that we've been putting on is uh, the Frog King. It's a tribute to Neil Diamond. Uh, he's going to be doing some stuff in uh, Lansing this summer. So we have him in Grand Ledge. Uh, he's going to do a show in Delta Township uh, this summer as well. And he's also going to be doing a show at uh, Lake Lansing Band Show. Okay, so you've got him at multiple events this year. Yep, he's going to okay. be uh, uh, separated by months. So it'll be June, July, and August. So there'll be three chances to catch the Frog King. And uh, these guys are out of Grand Rapids. Explain it to me, man. Why the Frog King? Why is that the name? It's because, and I'm, I don't know the name of the song, and somebody's going to really be mad at me as far as a big Neil Diamond fan, but <laughs> inside of one of those songs, it's, it, he claims himself as the Frog King. Uh, I did not come prepared as I should, but uh, that was the whole thing with uh, the Frog King. Is it's All a, right. It's so it's kind of like Jim Morrison's uh, The Lizard King, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. or the, the Beatles uh, tribute <laughs> band, Toppermost. I never understood that. And then I got it was a reference to, uh, you know, a Beatles, not a song, but it was something they said. So Toppermost. Gotcha. Yeah. So major props to Michael Fredericks, of course, for uh, being involved in, and getting it started. And I remember a long time ago when you first got this going, it was uh, at uh, the small park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, of course, has migrated over to J.C. Park every year. Explain to me exactly, you know, because, again, I will say it. Very often when Sean and I are talking, I'm like, dude, you need to get paid. <laughs> but you don't. And explain to me why you do what you do. Well, I guess we'll talk about the pay thing. Uh, so one of the things I'm absolutely terrible about is raising money. 
Uh, nothing. I cannot do anything without sponsors. Um, so for me, it was always a matter of in order for me to get paid, it meant I had to go and raise more money. So I've always been like, yeah, we're going to raise just enough to do the event. And then we're going to see how these things go. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Grand Ledge was just awesome. Uh, a good friend of mine, Dedalian Lowry, actually did the very first poster <laughs> for the Grand Ledge uh well, we, we, I think that we called it. A long time ago. I think we called it music in the garden. I think is what actually we called it. Started. Was that as, what it was? I think it was music in the garden because I remember you have like flowers and stuff in the. No, pot. I think it was music. In I the still park. have the poster somewhere, um, but that's really all. We'll this have stuff. to verify those facts. You know, but you, I mean, and the reason I always pulled you into this stuff is a, uh, I hate getting up and talking in front of people. It's funny. I own a DJ business, and I still hate getting and hearing my voice. Um, you've done right. an amazing job you're announcing. Not, you're not going to say it, so I'm going to say it for you. Sure. The, the thing that I remember. Remember you saying to me one time is I just love watching people have fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. that is what I know about you. Sure. And that's what I think is awesome that you get involved in all these different events and all these things that you do around town. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I've seen you times very tired, but it, <laughs> but it is, it is cool that you are always at the, and you're always willing to help out others. Like, uh, sure. you know, I think it was, I want to say episode six, I had Metro Malik in here. Absolutely, yeah. And Metro Malik does the 517 day, which is awesome. Yep. You got involved with that without, again, expecting anything in return. No, absolutely. But 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 uh, Malik, or Metro Malik as we know him, uh, you know, he, he did a great job building up what he was doing. And, and for me, whenever I feel like people are, are putting the work in, um, you know, a good friend of ours who's now in California, Taylor Taylor, you guys have had her on the show before. Uh, we love her to death. And uh, her and her mom, Kristen, they just did a great job of really putting the work in. Um, and that's where whenever I see people like that who, you know, who, who, are, who are putting the hard work in, I'm more than happy to help with whatever my talents are. My talents usually uh, are, are more in the, you know, trying to find the bands, making sure, you know, sound and all that stuff is, is, is ready to go for the bands. Um, I played in the band for years. It's funny, I haven't played in a band in over five years. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it's a matter of, you know, I, I like, helping to put stuff on. And, and, and like what you said, my, my biggest, you know, joy in all of this is just when it's a beautiful 70 degree sunny weather day and people just have a great time, you know, and that's, that's something that, I mean, how do you put a price on something like that? Well, and it seems to be that, uh, obviously, you know, we, for you, music has always kind of been the focal point of, of most of the events you do. And I think in this, you know, you, you started out helping uh, Paul from uh, the Beer Fest, right? Absolutely, yeah. Paul started. Uh, did you did you help him out with this uh, upcoming event? We got one coming up, what, end of April? Yeah, he's going to do. Happens every year at the end of April, right? The Beer Fest at. Uh, beer Fest, yep. It's not Cooley Stadium. Yeah, I know, anymore. yeah, yeah. Uh, but the baseball stadium. Yep, Beer Fest at uh, Lugnut Stadium, yep. And actually, I helped him out with the uh, one we just did in Rio Town last month. And that was the uh, Lansing Art and Craft Beer. And I think you've been a part of that before. I have, yes. Yep. Yeah, and that was, uh, we had some just just great, wonderful bands. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the one coming up at Lugnut Stadium. He puts, uh, they put some big numbers in there. And for me, I'm always excited to, because uh, for me with bands, I like bands to be in front of crowds. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for them uh, for, you know, to be in front of new people that maybe had never heard of them. Uh, we've got a, a band here in Lansing called Wild Honey Collective. They're going to be at the Lansing. Oh yeah, always good good to see them. Oh, those guys are great. And so I'm pretty excited. Uh, one of our friends who I haven't seen in a while, which I'm excited to see is uh, Cash O'Reilly. Oh yeah. And, yep. Cash is super awesome. He's going to be at that show. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty excited. That, that's at the Beer Fest one? Yep. That's at the Lugnuts one. Uh, it's coming up here at the end of April. So that's the Lansing Beer Fest. Yep. So Very cool. I, I guess... The positive change. 
you and I don't usually talk about this kind of stuff. And so this is a little bit unusual. But when I say the words positive change, what exactly, how would you, how would you define that? Yeah, good question. Positive change. I guess I hadn't really. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I came up with it. Yeah, good question. I hadn't really thought about positive change. Um, you know, for me. Uh, give, re- give me a definition. What do you call it? But positive change, I, I feel like, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to define it, but I, but I feel for me, you know, the positive change is, is working with other people. Um, I, I can't stress this enough that I, I could not do what I do if it weren't for other people that I work with. Mm-hmm. And, and I've just, um, a lot of it for me is I don't feel like there's a, a, a book or, or school you can go to to learn to do what I'm doing. I feel like the best way to do it is just go out there and, and, and work and learn from other people. And everybody I work with, whether it's Metro Malik, whether it's Paul Starr, whether it's Amy Hoyes at the Grand Ledge Chamber, whether it's you know, Dedalian Lowry at LCC, I mean, you know, uh, Michael Fredericks. I mean, every one of these guys, uh, you know, um, you know, you've got uh, uh, Mark Stiles from Three Men and a Tenor, uh, Dana from Star Farm. I mean, I, I've always been, I've always been excited about music as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most artists, they don't believe, you know, uh, music is, is, a, is a business. For me, um, I, I'm just always excited about, you know, how can we bring more people to these shows? Uh, you know, back to the, the positive change, which is, is, is where we're, we're, we're getting back to. Uh, Grand Ledge is a great example of positive change. You know, I mean, 13 years ago, you know, on a Thursday night, there was nothing to do in Grand Ledge. Now, I mean, we'll get crowds anywhere from, you know, three to 400 on a low side to as much as 1400 for bands like Three Minute Tenor and, and Star Farm and Global Village. I mean, to me, that's positive change. Uh, you know, Grand Ledge, parades, tons of parades. We do parades. But again, it's the kids that love parades. Again, okay. positive change. Well, and the reason I specifically ask you is because I knew you wouldn't put yourself into that definition sure. specifically because you you're, you tend to be a relatively humble person. Uh, you're somebody I appreciate, and I do appreciate the fact that you do, uh, in my definition, create positive change. Uh, these events that you do, and I, I mean, you're helping out. Uh, let's let's start with a ec- economy first of all. Uh, a lot of those folks go down there and uh, in, into whatever event that's happening, and they, they, they'll go to the different businesses. Uh, but it goes back to the same thing we were just talking about earlier where people are having fun. And that is just awesome to see that, and it has got to be cool just to be, know that you are the catalyst to make that happen. You recently, again, it's like you're making Grand Ledge your second home. (laughs) The music instrument swap, I don't want to dive too much into it. But, of course, you started this as an event, almost like a networking event for for musicians, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. How how did you decide you were going to do this? Did you you springboard it off of somebody else's idea? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'm a drummer, and uh, so we always go down to the Chicago Chicago drum show. Uh, Rob Cook uh, does an amazing job. We went down there. We're like, this would be really cool. We should do it uh, here in Lansing. And so we actually started the whole music swap as a drum show, did it for a few years and realized that it's hard to get a lot of people to bring drums out. So we opened it up to all music instruments and then we called it the music instrument swap. So, which actually started once again in Grand Ledge. (laughs) So, and, uh, but yeah, we've been doing it for going on close to 11, 12 years. We've been doing it. Uh, we just had the one here in Lansing just last month. Um, now it's grown into something bigger. Uh, Lansing, we do Lansing. We're doing one in Kalamazoo in the end of April. I'll do one in Grand Rapids uh, in September. And then finally, we do one in Ann Arbor in November. So I'm doing... So at this point, four annual ones. Yep, four annual shows around Michigan. Okay. 
And now we'll add on to that a little bit. And I am so happy for you on this in that, I mean, this is like a passion for you. So it was very cool to see you open up a store in Potterville originally. <laughs> and again, now in Grand Ledge, right? Well, uh, actually, technically Delta Township, but I okay. do have... Oh, a, right, right. Uh, on, on the borderline. Yeah, right. we're on the borderline. And, uh, you know, so we're on the borderline. Now you always have to correct me on that. Yeah, I'm well, like, it's... This, it, this it, is Grand Ledge. Well, I, I just want Delta because I work with Delta Township. I, and you, I, I, I don't you. want them to get mad at me, too. Like, hey, you're in that's, Delta Township. That's fair. But I also have a Lansing ma- mailing address, so the city of Lansing <laughs> likes me, too. I just I'm, I just want to be liked by everybody. But, yeah, we opened up a store a few years ago, and it was just one of those things where, you know, like most things in my life, I don't know if things are going to work out whether it's music in the park whether it's uh you know um you know doing you know the shows you know we just said let's just let's just give it a shot you know and uh, so we started down in potterville um now in just two years we have the largest selection of used drums in michigan uh i have the largest selection of used guitars in lansing and we've only been doing it for two that's years. very cool that's very yeah cool. yeah i mean we're pretty proud of that so all right so we hit on uh grand ledge music in the park beer fest in the ballpark now you're involved with the other Lance, uh, the uh, Lansing Music in the Park. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So Lansing's Music in the Park. We've been doing it for a, a few years now. I've been helping them out. Uh, we moved to different parks throughout the summer. That's going to happen. I think towards the end of June. I think is going to be. Uh, well, actually, we have one kicking off. They're going to do a, a kickoff to Art Path, which I think happens. I, I believe uh, around June uh, first, first of June on a Friday. That's the kickoff to Art Path. Um, so that'll be the first one, but then, uh, Lansing has theirs on Wednesday nights and we move them, uh, to different parks, uh, throughout Lansing throughout the summer. So I think we're going to do a total of, if I'm not mistaken, I think nine shows, uh, this summer with uh, city of Lansing. Okay. Uh, that's on Wednesday, uh, Delta townships. Uh, theirs are on Tuesday nights. We're doing four shows. The first one is, uh, May 17th. So the first one is May 17th and Metro Malik is going to combine 517 day, uh, with Delta townships. Very awesome. First music in the park. So we're yeah. pretty, pretty excited for that. So. That's very cool. Yep. Okay. And, uh, you said the next music instrument swap event is coming up when, uh, that's going to be, uh, April 30th or I'm sorry, April 24th, which is a Sunday. And that's going to be happening in Kalamazoo. So that's happening in April. Yep. Sometimes I pull you into stuff. And we used to, uh, and I'm kind of hoping to return to it. We, we had to take a, a break for a little bit, but the, we used to do the Cardboard Classic oh, here yeah. uh, at WLNZ with uh, Geyer Community Center. And that was always fun. I loved doing it. Uh, it was very awesome. And there was, uh, you, of course, didn't attend LCC yourself, but your wife did, uh, your, both your daughters did. Uh, what did you? What was the most positive experience that you can you can tell me about that had to do with LCC? Oh, I mean, yeah. So my wife, you know, she uh, she went to LCC um, and she's got a wonderful job and and uh, and and had nothing but uh, a great experience. Uh, both my daughters, uh, actually, my youngest daughter is uh, is just finishing up LCC, uh, but they both uh, they both went here and we've got nothing but uh, you know great experience with LCC. I think it's a I think it's a great school. I think uh, for the you know. Um, you know, as far as what you, you get for it. And, uh, you know, um, if, if I ever thought about going back to school, um, I, I, I did my four years. I don't know. Unlike, <laughs> unlike you that loved school, well, loved school. Now, now, see, that's not true because, uh, you know, I, like you, I, you know, the, the both, both of us went to do, you went to Ferris, I went to MSU. And my experience at MSU was like, wow, this is overwhelming, man. <laughs> this is, 
this classroom is the size of our graduate, bigger than the size of our graduating class. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I you know, and, and that's one of the things we're looking at is uh you know, uh, Big Rapids, Fair State University. They talked to me about possibly doing a music show up there, so we're thinking about doing that next year. And then uh, we're having dreams, and again, right now it's just a dream of doing uh, a show in Detroit. So we're thinking about doing a, uh, a guitar show in Detroit. So, so we'll see. And then somehow I'm going to try to work in back to uh, another just drum show by itself. Uh, we've got a lot of great friends of ours around Michigan um, that uh, build custom drums, Virtue, Indie Drums, uh, Mattoon Drums. So we've got a lot of really cool people. And then uh, Rob Cook, who puts on the Chicago Drum Show that now lives here in East Lansing. Oh, really? Yeah. And, oh, cool. uh, so we're hoping uh, he might come and be a part of that as well. So that's more dreams. I know you keep telling me no more. Let's not do any more stuff, you know, just like my wife. But, yeah. uh, but I, you know, I just can't stop. And plus, I mean, for me, when somebody comes up with ideas, um, you know, we did an, uh, an Oktoberfest in Grand Ledge uh, a few times. We did Winterfest mm. in Grand Ledge for a few years. I know you were <laughs> you were along for all those days. Yankee and, Doodle uh, days. Yankee Doodle days. So yeah. uh, you said, um, you know, like the Frog King, I think is a pretty cool one. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the big names, bigger so, names. I, I know you got Rebecca coming up, right? Yeah, Rebecca Brunner. She was from our hometown, Mason, and mm-hmm. she was on The Voice. Uh, so she's going to be cool. Actually, uh, so I'm doing 517 Day in Delta Township. Uh, that's Global Village, uh, uh, Okemos, or East Lansing School of Rock. Um, and then two days later, uh, Rebecca is actually going to kick off Mason's music in the park in front of the courthouse. So she's going right. to do that on May 19th. Um, so if, if you guys get a chance, we highly recommend. And, and, and she's getting more polished every time I see her. Oh. Like the quality of what she's doing, the style, her uh, onstage presence. And she's always had it anyway. But yeah. you can tell she's excelling, like, you know, getting higher in her level of performance. So it's always awesome to see her. Yep, yeah, and uh, when, the first time I saw her, it, I'd never really seen her live, and it was a few years ago we had her at Sundried, and mm-hmm. she brought a band up from Chicago, and those guys were just phenomenal. And then last year, um, she put a band together uh, of some, some people here in Lansing, and those guys were just great. And then they kind of sprung off to another band called the Corzo Effect, and those guys are really starting yeah. to make kind of a yep. name for themselves, and we'll, we got them doing some stuff. Actually, uh, I think the kickoff for Lansing's Art Path, uh, I think, Corzo effect is going to be the, the the final band on that day. So, all right, I think we need to redub you as uh, Mr. Festival. Mr. Festival, go, uh, that should be your new name. Well, Mike Fredericks, he dubbed me Mr. the. Mr. Party's uh, already taken. You're Mr. Festival. Mr. Mike had me as the uh, the fun czar of Grand Ledge. Ooh, I, was, I like I that. Was, I was the fun czar. Yeah, so the see, fun you, you got to drop the Grand Ledge. Don't get me just, wrong. When you're in Grand Ledge, you can use it, but you just should be the fun czar. I, you know, hey, Mike, Mike, put that out there, and I, the fun czar, I, I can live with it. Mr. Party was cool, man. I'm telling you, man. If I could, yeah, yeah. Did we not miss, or did we miss any festivals? Did we give anything else a mention just to let people know? Uh, well, the big one for us is uh, Sundry to Mason. You okay. know, uh, we so do some sun, yep. sun dry to Mason's end of August. The reason I say it's a big one for us is because that's where we grew up. I don't know if we actually ever grew up, but uh, for us, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, Leon Clark uh, from Mason, he started that many years ago. Um, you know, I help him with it and uh, you help him with it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's another great example. I mean, I, you know, most of my life I've watched people do things because, you know, just 
because they wanted to do it or they weren't concerned about money. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Leon Clark was a great example of that. Keith Mulder and Grand Ledge. Uh, um, uh, um, yeah, names are kind of <laughs> as I, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to miss people. But yeah, well, uh, we we both suffer from that. So. But but I watched these people do these great events. You know, for no other reason than just they just wanted it to do great community things. Now, yeah, it doesn't pay your bills and and it's it's exhausting some days, but. On the other hand, you know, like like we were talking about, just when you do a great event and you look out and people are just having a great time, you know, that's to me, that's that's you know, that's that's pay enough, you know. Very cool. Well, we we didn't hit on a lot of specifics here because my my main goal was to bring you in uh, and just give you props for just the awesome stuff that you do here in the community and to uh, show my appreciation for that and of course uh, help people to get to know somebody behind the scenes of a lot of the festivals events that happen here in Lansing. Obviously, like I said, we didn't hit on very specific stuff. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, could they do that through the Music Instrument Swap uh, website or? A- absolutely, yep, you can uh, go onto the, what, the. What's the address? Uh, just musicinstrumentswap.com. So that's the uh, address for our website. Uh, if you have any questions, you can find us on Facebook and go right. onto our website. Uh, as far as the events this summer, uh, um, so Grand Ledge Chamber, you can check out their website for the information for their music. Uh, Delta Township has a, a great website uh, for theirs. And then obviously the city of Lansing has an amazing website and all their uh, social media stuff as well. So and very often you've got uh, pamphlets, information at uh, at the uh, at the. Um the store as well, yes, right? Yes, I, I am. I am old. I love posters. <laughs> I love business cards. I finally figured out how to use a QR code a week ago. So well done. I'm getting closer, man. I'm getting closer. So, hey, man, I want to say thanks for coming in and talking with me. Uh, time for our final conceptual question of the day. Are you ready for it? Uh, hit me. This is for each and every one of my shining star guests. If you had the ability to snap your fingers and put one thought into the collective consciousness of the entire human race at the same time. What would that thought be? Well, my thing, I guess, would be to work together. I mean, I think that's okay. really my my theme uh, the last 15 years is just everybody working together. Uh, as I do these events, as I build our music store, the wonderful thing for myself is just working with other people, whether it's other music stores, whether it's other people that uh, do festivals. You know, growing up playing in bands, I felt like there was a, a ton of competition. There still is sometimes, you know, but I learned a long time ago that if you can work with other people, you can get a lot more stuff done. Um, and I'm a huge example of, you know, people always come up to me like, oh, man, it's awesome that you do this and this and this. And I try to explain to people, I'm like, I, I'm not the one that does it. Right. It's, it's it's the other volunteers. It's the, it's the sponsors, you know. Um, and again, I mean, for myself, when I'm doing events, I tell people, I'm like, we're a team. Everybody's a team. The sponsors, the volunteers, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people coming to the shows, you know, the bands, we're all, you know, one big team. So, you know, for me, if I can, you know, anything, you know, as far as, you know, helping people is just the idea of, of working together and, and sharing information. That's another thing that some people don't like to share information. I, I agree with that for I, sure. Yeah. I will anything. I've always been this way because I'm like, well, look, I mean, it's, I don't own the information. I'm like, Hey, this is, if it helps you to, to get past and, and for myself, I've been very fortunate mm-hmm. for people sharing information. So, you know, we don't have to hit a lot of those, those, those hurdles that, you know, otherwise you have to kind of figure out. So. Well, especially in the scenarios that we're talking about. I mean, you know, it comes down to a, it's kind of like you said, it, it's not a competition. It's a matter of, of uh, common goal, really. Um, but uh, very cool. 
So that's 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 your thing. Get along. <laughs> well, get along, share information, and uh, yeah, perfect. Remember, we can all contribute something good to this world, no matter how big or small. A simple smile, a friendly gesture. That's all it takes to expand the power of positivity one inch further. I encourage you to find your shining star within by being the change you want to see. Thanks so much for listening to Shining Stars and, of course, sharing your time with me today. I'm Dedalian, and you can listen to this episode of Shining Stars on demand, along with other LCC Connect programs at lccconnect.org. This has been a presentation of LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. All shows featured on LCC Connect are recorded at the WLNZ Studio, located on LCC's downtown campus. Each program is podcast-based and can be heard anytime at lccconnect.org. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on one of our shows, connect with us by emailing lcc-connect at lcc.edu.